Captain Shigawatz. Where can you travel through time with Marty McFly and me and our brand new adventures? It's the all-new Back to the Future, Saturday on Kid TV. And I'll see you in the future. Is my favorite thing. Always talk about it and write songs to sing. Even though there was never a part four, Marge McFly is coming back for more. I don't make money, get no fame. Love for these characters is what I blame. Podcast about comics and cartoons and more. Cause there's still things to explore In Marchie McFly 4 It's Marchie McFly 4 Can you feel it? It's already March 2nd, 2024. I'm not going to even try to hit that note. Wow, folks. It's already March 2nd. Can you believe we're already two days in to our fourth and, I believe, final year of Marchy McFly? And obviously, I told you this already, that I'm coming to you from the past. You know, just like time travel, I'm speaking to you from... Back in February, February 23rd to be exact, tomorrow's the day that we fly off to Florida to spend a week uh, with my mother-in-law, my wife and I, a little vacation. I have the whole week off. We're there from Saturday to Saturday, and uh, we'll be re- coming home that Saturday, which is the day this episode uh, drops and, or releases to the world, uh, available anywhere you can find podcasts and YouTube. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel, I'm trying to build that thing up. It's it's mainly just audio podcasts, but check it out. Fans, not experts, all one word. Search for that on YouTube or just search Marchie McFly. You will find this playlist, this podcast on our YouTube channel. Smash that subscribe. Isn't that what the, the like the people say in these podcasts? Hit the button or bell. Button. I don't know. Just find us. As long as you find us, that makes me happy. So, it's day two of Marchie McFly. I think it uh, makes sense to delve right into episode two of Back to the Future, the animated series. I'll tell you, this one uh, also um, plays with the uh, thought of murdering the, uh, the characters. But we do get, we don't really get any Marty. We get McFly. And we do get Clara. She's in this one a lot more. Um, again, there's no kind of explanation. She's just there. There's no... It's like, go with the characters you know. Here are new characters. If This is really made for kids. 
We don't need to kind of um, make things make logical sense. Let's just be silly and fun, um, or at least silly. I don't know. It's somewhat fun. There were a few moments where I thought, huh, that I actually chuckled at one little thing. Like, it was cute. It didn't really make me laugh like it was funny, but it was cute. So without wasting any more time, let's talk about Back to the Future, the animated series. Season 1, Episode 2, A Family Vacation. Now, before I go any further, I want to talk about the opening credits. First of all, I can't find information on who is singing that song. It is not Huey Lewis, and it is not the news. But in the soundtrack section on IMDb, it just says Huey Lewis in the news, you know, the song by Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, in Wikipedia, it just says the theme song is back in time. You click on it, it brings you to the Huey Lewis in the news uh, uh, article. I can't find anything. Now, I see there's a there's a composer named Michael Tavera, but he's a composer. I don't think he's a singer, so I don't think it was him. So I'm going to be further investigating this throughout Marching McFly to try to get to the bottom of who the hell did this. Now, let's be honest. It could just be some studio musician. They had him re-record it, do a short version, and, um, you know, it's some, you know, I wouldn't say a nobody, but not a popular musician, not someone who is an artist. They just are a studio musician where they will go in and, you know, do the music for whatever, whatever's needed. But you've heard the song now twice. You've heard it yesterday, you heard it today. But I want to talk about the actual opening credits themselves. They open up on a nice sunny day in Hill Valley and jump right over to what I assume is the McFly Farm. In a barn, we see Doc Brown. He's running some experiments. Something explodes. He's like, oh, geez. And then he realizes what time it is. It looks like it's dinner time, I'm guessing. So he jumps in the DeLorean. He jumps in the DeLorean. I guess that's why, I guess for dinner, I'm not sure exactly, but there was a big sign that says dinner, dinner, dinner. He puts on some pink sunglasses. Then he types into the time circuits because these time circuits are very simplified for cartoons. He, he sets it for August 2nd. Oh, no, right now it's August 2nd, 1991, Hill Valley. That's what it says. That's where we are. That's the interesting, interesting so we aren't, because think about it, Back to the Future, and I'm going to go with it. Back to the Future, yes, part three ended in 90. Sure, I understand that. But Back to the Future, part three, really ended in 1985. The story ended in 1985. So we have six years where I don't know what, what's going on. These kids were were young when we first saw but they're jumping around, so they could have jumped right to 1991, gone back, you know, and hadn't seen Marty for years. 
I love putting way too much importance on little facts for a dumb cartoon. Uh, get ready because it's going to happen for the next uh, tw- at least 25 more times, including this episode. So Doc punches into the time circuits, uh, May 19th, 2015, Hill Valley, hits the gas, which is in the shape of a foot in this uh, version of the DeLorean, and takes off into the future. It's great now that they don't have to rely on nuclear power. And who's there? Marty's there on a hoverboard getting chased by what I assume is Griff. They don't make him look really much like Tom Wilson. They just make him look like a giant bully. It's Griff on a hoverboard chasing uh, Marty. Apparently, he's no longer in prison, uh, but this is still 2015. You know, you think they had speedy trials once they abolished all lawyers that he'd already he'd still be in prison. But apparently this is I know I read somewhere that this is an alternate universe, but damn it, it's Marty McFly. I'm treating it like it's in the same universe for the purposes of this podcast because why who cares it's more fun that way so he crashes into a sign that says welcome to hill valley marty gets away from him on his hoverboard just in time for doc to grab him and throw him in the into the delorean but the hoverboard falls off his legs so he doesn't it doesn't matter it's a cartoon they then punch in the code the uh, date of hill valley still june 10th 1885 for some reason for some reason, Clara is in 1885, and she's just chilling there. There's a duel about to go on, and it looks like this dude is also... It must be Buford Mad Dog Tannen. So, again, he's not in prison either, even though he was arrested. Um, the Delor- He looks like he's in a duel with another guy. He grabs Clara very forcefully. She steps on his foot, pulls down his hat. The DeLorean shows up gets it he gets she gets in the car kisses and smooches her hubby and they head off to prehistoric times we don't get a specific date but there's pterodactyls there's dinosaurs and we see jules and Vern. jules is studying with a with a uh, magnifying glass Vern is just using his his uh, helicopter hat flying around having so much fun but he runs right into a dinosaur this giant red dinosaur is, is chasing the children the delorean shows up in time for the looks like Jules has like flying shoes and Vern has that hat, that flying hat. They get into the DeLorean and they head back straight to Hill Valley. Uh, but before they do, the DeLorean drives off the back of the dinosaur and like shoots flames, you know, the flame trails of the tires. I just thought it'd be funny if in truth they find out later that the extinction of the dinosaurs was because of a, a strange fire that was like chemically created that they didn't have back then because of the tires and the rubber and everything. And that caused all the demise of all the dinosaurs. Doc, uh, Doc's invention was to blame. So they get back to uh, current time, which is 1991 in Hill Valley. They get out of the car. They all go to dinner. Uh, Marty's with them. Again, we haven't seen Lorraine. We haven't seen George. No McFly. Uh, it, it, it has ever been no other McFly in, has been in this um, opening in the history of Hill Valley, but they're about to eat, and right before Doc, he's he's ready to have a bite. He looks and he's like, "Wait, Einstein's not here. His bowl. There's no one sitting in his bowl." And it turns out, no, 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 no. Einstein is busy driving the time machine train. He flies out. He spins around. He flies right into the uh, camera and back. Well, quote unquote camera. And we get back 
to the future credits, you know, the title. And boom, we jump right into the episode. No Christopher Lloyd. Uh, there's no opening, and I was worried. He does show up later, don't worry, but nothing in the opening. I thought he'd be in all the wraparounds. Uh, you know what? Interesting. This says directed by, hmm, this says directed by John Haynes. Okay, interesting. Now, I saw at the end it said written and directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, did they just not change the credits? Because now I'm now I'm curious. Did I get the right the first one right? Um, let's go. I'm gonna go to the my source, which you know it's as truthful as as it can be, which is uh, IMDb. IMDb says this episode. It's funny. They have John Hayes, Phil Robinson, and Peyton Reed listed as directors. All three directors of this episode. Oh wait, wait! I just went to the back, to the final, the end credits, and I read them uh, better than I read them yesterday. Live action. The live action moments were written and directed by Peyton Reed. So he didn't do the animation. He just did the Christopher Lloyd and Bill Nye the Science Guy, who returns again but says nothing. So our episode opens with, um, <clears throat> we're outside um, Doc's farm, the Brown farm, and Einstein is coming home. He goes by a, a mailbox that says, Doc, does that say Doc Brown on the mailbox? Like, what about the rest of the family? Shouldn't it be the Brown family? Doc Brown, that, um, well, I guess maybe he had this farm when he was a bachelor. Uh, for years, it was his swinging, you know, where he would hang, he would bring all the ladies throughout time. Um, and then finally Clara was the one who uh, tied him down. I don't know. But he goes in and he sees Clara, who is still a school teacher in the future. Now, this is, ni- <laughs> this is 1991, and she's grading papers using this laser ring on her finger. She's exercising using uh, fake, like these things hooked up to her legs, but there's a machine running next to it. So I assume that there's going to be a long-running gag of Doc Brown having crazy inventions, which makes sense because he's an inventor. It just so happens that he had one invention that really, you know, took off. Literally, boom. Uh, Now, Clara, what I like is, you know, she's got huge hair. She still has her 1885 hair. She hasn't changed it at all for, for, you know, being in the 1990s now. But it is the voice of Mary Steenburgen. At first I thought, wait, is it? But no, it, it definitely, it definitely is her. Uh, so that was cool to see. She's, you know, Einstein's checking on him, checking on her, and she's like, I'm busy. And then Einstein goes to um, play with the kids who are, you know, they have these two toys. There's a, a model train and a little toy car. Uh, but Einstein's kind of checking with them. Then he goes and rings a bell that puts 25 cents in a machine that shoots a hot dog out of it. The hot dog then gets thrown across the yard into gets caught by another a, a, a glove dropped into a hole. Doc Brown sticks his head out and eats the hot dog because it's time for dinner. And this is how they feed Doc Brown because apparently they don't spend dinner time together, even though the opening credits made me believe that they did. I don't know exactly, but Doc is inventing something, working with something, and he blows out the um, the 
electrocution. Like he electrocutes the world. <laughs> he blows out the electric electricity of the house. There, me me talk, me good at it. Uh, so everyone complains. Now, if this was nowadays, you'd imagine being without electricity or if your phone died. But they're all complaining because they can't do this, they can't do that. And Doc, the guy who uses electricity and invents and gadgets and everything, gets mad at them for wanting to, for only caring about, you know, using electricity. He gets mad at them. So he says, you know what? We're going to go someplace where there isn't electricity. Everyone get in the DeLorean and let's head back. They head back to, wait, I wrote it down. They They headed back to England in 1367 so they can get away. When they fly away, we see Marty McFly and Jennifer for two seconds. What I don't understand is Jennifer is a blonde in this. I've never seen a blonde Jennifer. Elizabeth Shue is a blonde. She was not blonde. She was more a brunette, dirty blonde. No, really a brunette. Um, and the uh, previous, why, why can't I remember the original Jennifer's name? Uh, she was definitely a brunette. So the fact that she's blonde now, I don't know, cartoons, early 90s, who knows? But they're like, hey, they were going to use the DeLorean. So they were going to go time travel. So apparently... They just use the time machine to do whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want. Um, You would think with all the time traveling they do, if they don't take into account the time they're gone, they're, they're, um, they're much older. They're aging before their eyes. Like all of a sudden Jules or Vern will go to school and they'll be like, wow, you, you grew like three inches in the last two weeks. You're really having a growth spurt. He's like, yes, yes I am. I don't know why it's, it's only been three weeks for me, but it's been like you know six months because he's been traveling. I think I brought that up in an earlier uh, Marchie McFly, the actual age of these people because of all the time traveling, the body age. Uh, but anyway, again, this is the cartoon. What am I doing? So they fly off, and Marty and Jennifer are left just kind of looking at the DeLorean as it streaks off into the night, and that's it. We don't see Marty or Jennifer for the rest of this episode. That's not to say we don't see a McFly. So they go back to the 1300s. Doc takes out this camera because he's a master inventor. And what it does, when, when everyone poses, and it's kind of a cool, cool conceit because this is how they can do this for future episodes, the camera projects a, um, an illusion on them, a hologram, that they can have period um, you know, correct clothing. So that now, and it lasts for eight and a half hours. So they now look like they belong in the 1300s of England. And the DeLorean, he sends off. That's not coming back till the end of the day. So now they're trapped in England and they're forced to have a vacation. Um, He's dressed kind of like Shakespeare. uh, Jennifer, I mean Jennifer, uh, Clara is dressed almost like, I don't know, some kind of princess or queen or something with a big pointy hat and a big gown. Something out of Disney almost. She's not happy about this at all. She's not happy that, you know, so she walks off and she comes across um, this old lady cleaning clothes by the river. For some reason, this lady is completely yellow, like she's in The Simpsons. Literally, if she was a character in The Simpsons, you wouldn't bat an eye. And they're like, she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, we, me, me do the clothes, like a cockney accent and then a guy comes over he's like oh there mother you got to do me do the clothes properly uh you know he's like that's your son like he looks like i don't know some sort of gremlin uh but all of a sudden 
these three horses pull up, a, a squire, maybe a, some sort of uh, bard, and a general, or a general or a knight or something, some sort of something. It doesn't matter. But guess what? His name is Lord, a lord. He's Lord Biffingham. Now, yes, you heard me. We have Biff, we had Griff, we had Buford, we had Beauregard, I believe in the last one, and now we had Biffingham. I wonder if I could keep remembering the movies. Biff, Griff, Buford, Beauregard in the cartoon, and now Biffingham. So I wonder how much Biff are we actually going to get? Or are we just going to get a different tannin in a different time period with Tom Wilson doing the voice every single time? I'm only two episodes in, but that kind of seems where, where, where things are going. So they're all excited because there's, a, there's a, a, a very pretty lady. And what do they do? They take her away. Meanwhile, while that's going on, um, the doc takes the kids and Einstein to go see uh, Stonehenge which they think is, I guess, is pretty cool. But then um, it looks like, is it Biffingham shows up and he's got Clara and he's like, I'm taking your, your lady. Uh, he takes her away. I feel like I, I shouldn't be going through step by step, but it doesn't matter. This is my show. So, um, oh, and they drag Doc away. So they take Clara away. They drag Doc away. And the kids, you know, they're, they're basically orphaned in the 1300s. Very dangerous. They're not worried. Uh, uh, Vern is just like hungry as hell. That's all he cares about. Then they're like, well, maybe we should, tra- we should try to catch some animals, try to trap something. They end up, what kind of trap? They end up getting trapped in a trap themselves. And then all of a sudden, this kid comes along. He gets trapped with them. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Marty. He goes, no, my name's not, my name's not Marty. My name's Harold McFly. Get it? Harold McFly. So we do have a McFly. It looks just like Marty. It's obviously the same voice as, um, you know, that does the voice of Marty. So it's funny when I think of like, when I think of when they do this in movies, I'm like, well, wait, where's, where's the actual character? Oh, it doesn't matter. The actor gets to do this. It's kind of the same thing with the voice here. I assume it's the same voice. Uh, and he's, I guess he's going to help them uh, try to get the parents back. I don't know. Uh, but he's got like a like a little Dutch boy haircut, but everything else looks like Marty McFly. And oh, he's got a little lute, so he's a musician just like Marty, uh, very big in the McFly world. And Einstein bites the traps and lets them out. We don't, I don't know who the um, who the um, person is that set the trap. I don't think we ever find out. We go over to Clara, and she uh, meets this princess named Genevieve who, of course, is Jennifer. So now we're getting Jennifer through time, too, which is really bonkers because then you realize that if that's the case, if McFly is with Jennifer, if she is a Parker, then the McFlys easily are inbreds by the time we get to George. Well, even by the time we get to uh, Seamus. I mean, inbreds. And think about it. It's a long line of inbreds because... Because if if Harold is with Genevieve, and later on uh, uh, Seamus McFly is with Maggie McFly, who is looks just like Lorraine Baines. I mean, this y- y- it's a wonder that that friggin' Marty McFly can have um, you know 
like kids that don't have two heads or something. No wonder Marty Jr. and uh, their daughter, who I can't remember, both look like Marty. They, I, it's funny. They should look like Jennifer because they're all inbreds. I don't know. I, I, it's just a, no kidding that Marty Jr. is like dimwitted because it's long line of just the, like bloodline just, you know, kind of intersecting. Uh, you throw a little Parker in there, a little, a little Baines in there. Uh, anyway, who cares? That doesn't matter. That's the fun stuff. Actually, this matters more than this is more fun than the real stuff. Uh, so it turns out that Clara is like, hey, she sees all this. I don't know where the hell they get all this cloth. I, I watched the episode and I don't know. Uh, but they have all this cloth. She asked Jennifer, hey, Genevieve, I'm sorry, can you sew? And we're like, what the hell are they going to sew? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, but oh, she, oh, it was Biffingham who got her all the cloth. I don't know why. Maybe make it, make yourself a dress. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, Doc is in the dungeons. He is going to be, you think he's going to get out, but nope. They're like, listen, if you want to fight, you're going to have a duel. I challenge you to a duel. Meanwhile, Harold McFly and breaks, doesn't break in. He's like, I'm here for the entertainment, for the big celebration. And here are my puppets. And the two puppets are Jules and Vern. Here's my dog. And the guards are like, this is hilarious. Why don't you go right in? They're there to save the day, but they think that the guards think they're there for the entertainment. They get in there, and now we get to the joust, uh, which luckily um, the kids show up just in time to use one of their inventions to help um, help Doc kind of move around better because he's on this tiny little wooden fake horse instead of this giant steed that Lord Biffingham is on. I can't believe these sentences that I'm saying out loud. Uh, so, again, it doesn't matter. You just have a little... A little they, you, you put some sort of invention on one of the, on something that Doc has to do, and he's able to survive the um, the joust. And actually, he uh, right before he uh, oh, actually, you know, he's able to win the jousting. I don't even know how it happens, but he's able to 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 beat Biffingham in the joust. But Biffingham brings out a mace and starts swinging, and he wants to basically um, you know kill them. So he ends up attacking and getting all of them. Now, um, this is where it gets a little like, wow, this is on a Saturday morning cartoon. Biffingham is sitting on his throne. He's waiting for the right time to chop off all of their heads. There's that little brace that, you know, you put your head in to get chopped off like, uh, like um, Ned Stark. And meanwhile, uh, Genevieve and um, Clara are sewing something. We don't know. They have all those cloth, but they're sewing something. She jumped down into her cell. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, we see an executioner with a with an axe, and a ma- and like a uh, a hood. He chops a watermelon to show what he's going to do when he chops off Doc Brown's head, and then chops off the head of the two children. We're two episodes in already. Original timeline of that first episode. Um, Vern definitely dies in the Civil War. They have to go back and save him. But originally, they see that photo, so obviously he was there. It happened. It ended. He's dead. Now, two episodes. We're in the second episode, and there are four um, blocks set up for Marty. I'm sorry, Harold McFly, uh, Doc Brown, Jules and Vern, all to be decapitated in front of a live studio audience. Uh, it's tonight's entertainment, which is very exciting for the town. But um, for some reason... Uh, you know, they don't seem too worried because out of nowhere, yes, 
you're going to this is this is you are going to hear me say this out of nowhere Genevieve and Clara show up in a hot air balloon what they were sewing together a hot air balloon i watch this i go where the hell did they get all that cloth i missed it i'm i'm pro- i probably looked down and ate my dinner but they definitely that's where all that cloth came up from i mentioned before I don't know where the basket came from. I don't know how they got the hot air. It looks like they put some coals in this thing. It would have taken hours for this to happen, for this thing to be filled up, never mind to get it to fly. But they show up. They scare the executioner. He's like, whoa. And they all ju- they drop a rope. Everyone cl- gets away, uh, even though Biffingham tries to um, emaciate or gut Einstein. He's able to hold on. And they all get away. Thankfully, they they land in Stonehenge, and they're like, thank you for this, and you guys aren't safe here anymore, so why don't you get out of here? So uh, Harold takes like an old, like a fire fireplace puffer thingy that you know they use, and he starts puffing up to make the hot air balloon take off further, and they're like, where are we going to go? And they said, you should go to Ireland. Um, you know, that, Ireland, that's a nice place for, a, a good place for the McFlies to, you know, you know, to start over makes sense because that's where Seamus came from. That's when the inbreeding started. They get to Ireland and they said, let's inbreed. Um, so then, boom, they the, the Brown family waves goodbye just in time. Their clothing illusion disappears uh, and the DeLorean shows up and they jump in the DeLorean. But Clara closes the door and dock and makes him apologize for forcing this vacation on them because they wanted to go to a water park, forcing this vacation on them, uh, almost getting them killed. Meanwhile, now Biffingham and his two his two um, compadres are showing up, running at them with horses, swords you know drawn, ready to kill Doc. But Clara needs that, needs that apology. She finally gets it. Doc gets in the car. They, they fly away in time, and they said, next time we're going to... Uh, we're going to go to the water park and we see the DeLorean fly off into the night as we also see the hot air balloon drifting away as it fades away and boom, we jump over and we are at the real life, the real life, the live action Doc Brown with Christopher Lloyd and he falls through the roof. I don't understand why. And he's like, oh, wonderful landing or I don't know if he was with a hot air balloon because now he's teaching you how to make a hot air balloon at home. So it seems like we're going to get a little science experiment. But again, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown is a scientist. Christopher Lloyd isn't. So we get the mime version of of Bill Nye, science guy, who says nothing, nothing again. He smiles and he basically acts out what Doc Brown is saying. You get a plastic bag. Again, kids playing with plastic bags. What could go wrong? You, You get some tape. You take a um, a hairdryer, but don't blow the hairdryer in your face. Tape th- the plastic bag to the hairdryer. Blow, fill it up with the hot air balloon. The hot air is lighter, and it'll start. And then if you let go, the plastic bag will fly away. And boom, that's how you make your own uh, hot air balloon. And then Doc has his own little version where he talks about sandbags and how people used to throw off sandbags to lighten the weight. And then he got a letter from his future self saying, watch out for the sandbag. He goes, what sandbag? And then a sandbag falls on him. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Uh, that, is the, that is the work of Peyton Reed, the live action stuff. And um, that's it. That's the end of episode two of uh, Back to the Future, the animated series, A Family Vacation. I do like 
that we get um, Clara. And there was a thing, I don't want to say I laughed, but I definitely chuckled. Biffingham says to uh, Doc, he's like, I'm going to send you to meet your ancestors. Like, you know, basically mean I'm going to kill you. And Doc's like, oh, I do that all the time. It's quite nice or something like that. And I thought that was, uh, I thought that was a funny thing because he travels through time. So, um, yeah, that's it. Now, this episode, I have to say, is better than the last one. Um, we didn't get any Marty. We don't get it. We didn't. I, I want to see Marty. I want to see George. I want to see Lorraine. Uh, I want to see, um, uh, uh, the other, the brother and the sister who, why can't I remember the name? Um, it's Mark. It's, I know the actress and the actor, uh, but the other two McFlies, we didn't get them either. Um, <laughs> I wonder if we will, you know, we got Jennifer and we got Jennifer in time. And of course that opens up the whole Pandora's box of the, the, uh, the immense, immense inbreeding that is in the McFly family. Uh, and we found out that Doc has a bachelor's mailbox. He doesn't seem to care about the rest of the family living there. Uh, he's pretty much working on his inventions anyway. And um, I think, I think, I think I'm done. Uh, so, listen, two down. 24 episodes of um, Mar- of Back to the Future, the series, the animated series to go. But we still have 29 episodes of Marchie McFly to go. So I, I was trying to do the, the, um, the math, like to space it out. And I think like every four or five episodes will be a non-animated series episode where I'll talk about something, um, something else, but definitely something Back to the Future related. Um, I think now I think I'm done. So, um, listen, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, threads, mastodon.social and blue sky, all at geek mentality. But what I really want you to do is if you go to YouTube, just subscribe to fans on experts. Look, it can be like a gym membership. Subscribe. You don't have to go and watch the stuff all the time. I would love it if you do, but if you could subscribe and, and follow along, Uh, it it makes it fun. Uh, I love the fact that these episodes automatically get posted to YouTube and people have another way of finding the show. That's all it is, is just another outlet for people to find this magnificent, magnificent show. So I can't believe that I've almost gone 35 minutes. I thought, God, if I can do 20 minutes, uh, that'd be great. But I feel like every episode I'm going to talk a little bit and then get into the episode. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling better about watching these cartoons. They're silly, they're goofy, but I'm going to look at them with a critical eye because I think that's funny and I think that's going to be fun going ahead. Uh, So that's it. Now, I am traveling back from Florida today, March 2nd. So uh, tomorrow, it's going to be actually March 3rd. I'm going to actually be talking to you on March 3rd. It's very exciting to get back into the groove of what Marchie McFly really is, a daily celebration of Back to the Future, uh, all Marchy McFly long. So until tomorrow for you, I'm going to, I don't know why I need to do that joke over and over until tomorrow, my friends, until March 3rd, which of course is tomorrow, isn't it? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe.
Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Fans not experts